Thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet playing. Welcome back, all you four-color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, HQ for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, and I am joined, as ever, by the CEO and other co-founder of U.S. Comics, Charlie Very Nice. Very Charlie Rivera. That is a fact. Happy comic book day to one and all on this very special Thursday episode of U.S. Comics. If you haven't done so already, please make sure you like, comment, and subscribe anywhere you can find the audio version of the podcast. Also, if you're here watching us live, we're on the Facebook, we're on the Twitch, we're on the YouTube. You can like, you can comment, you can tell us what absolute bubbling buffoons we are. But John... Comic Book Day Observed. How are you doing today, sir? Happy Comic Book Day to you. How are you feeling in the afterglow of your men in tight pants wrestling around the squared circle evening? Uh, I, I couldn't be happier. And one thing I didn't tell you in pre-show was yesterday afternoon I had oral surgery. What? So I'm nice and puffy. I just took the cotton balls out of my mouth. And yes, I did go to a wrestling show where my mic, my light just ran away. But Charlie every single is his own lighting disaster today. It's this true. Is, look at look this. how good like, I look though. Look how good anything, that light is. You just lit yourself up like a straight up wrestling villain. Every single time I was jostled, I was like, "Ow, ow, I'm bleeding. Oh God, I'm dying." Oh, the that's nice not thing, good at all, dude. The one nice thing about USB uh, Arena, uh, very, very clean bathrooms. I was mm. able to go in and swap out my gauze, which I'm sure was a delight for the people around Jeez me. Louise. But fuck them if they can't take a joke, because last night one of the absolute b -b -b best episodes of Dynamite of all time. So I don't think you're going to be doing as good as I am, John. But how are you doing? How was your proper comic book day? How you feeling? I mean, how you living? Considering that I, uh, you must be on some level of pharmaceutical. Uh, so many. Post, post oral surgery. Uh, you must be doing just, just freaking swell. Yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really proof that when every day is like terrible and there's something to look forward to, you can muscle through it. Like, yeah. at this point, if you told me, like, oh, Charlie, we're going to have to chop off most of your face, but you get to see Rampage on Friday, I'd be like, yeah, let's fucking do it. I mean, let's I do did it. not want to be the one to have to tell you this, but I'm sure there's going to be a Rampage just around the corner for you. <laughs> well, that sucks and is awesome literally in the same breath. <laughs> I, I really did believe. feel for the first time ever, like, this is what being an adult is. I'm going to have Pain. fun. Despite this brutal, brutal, agonizing pain, uh, the absolute—I will say this though. Uh, big shout out to my row. Big shout out. It was a—it was a birthday gift uh, or a Christmas—a birthday gift, I think, from my buddy Wayne. Big shout Christmas out to Wayne. It's a birthday for Jesus, bro. Come on. Big, big shout out to my row who put up with me like my cup of water because they don't let you uh, have bottles when you're on the floor, so they make you switch oh. out to like a giant cup. It was not a pretty cup after a few sips. You know what I'm saying? Uh, use your it own. It must have looked like the bucket in Rocky's corner 
after like round 72 because correct back in the day real men they fought till somebody was hamburger and then they fought two more rounds after that exactly right it was uh it was glorious my boy dan Housen made his in-ring debut and i seemed a lot like a vampire just in my spit cup oh Ugh. blood can we got imagine... joker stream on twitch yeah, what joker. up joker stream? Up, kid can you imagine this poor bastard's reaction when he's like yeah i'm gonna get all painted up i'm gonna act all crazy people love me oh my christ there's the kid that drove me around and he's got a mouth full of blood this is gonna be one of those nights that I'm going to write about on my blog. Dear MySpace, <laughs> today it finally happened. Uh, I liked it. It was a, an amazing time, an amazing night, uh, and I'm excited for an amazing episode. Yeah, well, you know what? I hate to be that guy, but I'm going to be an, uh, as... Uh, as undone as i am of the news that we're going to launch into this happy-go-lucky episode of u.s comics cast i am going to also out myself as being just the most conceited <laughs> self-fart smeller in the business uh when i quote myself when i say this less than a week after saying our final goodbye to the great neil adams we have lost yet another comic book legend with the passing of George Perez. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and clip off my own quote there. Uh, because even I am a little bit embarrassed by my own uh, conceit. Uh, but yeah, bro, like it's, it's almost hard to believe that we literally lost two of the faces on comic books Mount Rushmore within less than a week of each other it, it's it's criminal it, it's it, absolutely it, criminal it was a real gut punch but i i will say this john yeah. um i'm, I'm going to choose a much different direction for for this conversation about the late hmm. great uh, almighty george perez himself um i i think we take this time uh, early in this episode to really really celebrate who who this man was uh, this sure. guy made an incredibly difficult decision. Um, I believe it was pancreatic cancer he was he was suffering with. Um, decided uh, about six seven months ago to end treatment, and for lack of a more sensitive term, almost. I mean, I, I don't I don't mean this to be insensitive. Almost go on a farewell tour saw a lot of his fans did a lot of cons made sure he was leaving his family with with a little bit yeah uh, this extra is not cashish like a, this is not like a surprise situation and and you're right it was almost a it was almost a uh, a mobile um uh you know kind of um it, it was a, it was a long goodbye it really was cousin paul chimes right in george Perez was a star of superhuman levels when I was a kid, this is Paul, uh, growing up in Brooklyn, he became an inspiration to me. As an adult, I loved and respected him and his work even more. And you know what? Cousin Paul's uh, very eloquent uh, statement mirrors most, uh, not most, I mean literally anyone who is familiar even remotely with some of his work. Now what's very interesting to me is the fact that there are people who are more familiar with his work than they even know. Uh, but I yeah, mean, I, I this agree is the Paul guy completely. who reinvented, he reinvented Wonder Woman, 
the, the, the modern Wonder Woman is 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 greatly and and I think what's amazing and and I apologize I didn't mean to cut you off, sure, but I, sure. I I think what's amazing is we're seeing something very very unique, because we've all anyone in the know right the 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 circle that we're not talking about that don't realize what a influential force he's been and and sure. I. I, I'm sure you're gonna educate everybody on on yeah, that to some I, it's degree. It's not malicious. They're just they're just not yeah, in the it's, club, it's, so to speak. But those of us that were quote unquote in the club, those of us, and I, and I hate to do this thing where I I make oh, his passing buddy, about me. Buddy, I don't. You, I don't, you you weren't in the club, buddy. I'm so, I'm so I, sorry, true. man. I, too, did I? Touche. Was I not clear about that? <laughs> touche. What was amazing about about George Perez is anyone who met him, like me at a signing yeah. had almost the exact same story he was the kindest gentlest sweetest warmest guy this is the man who arguably wrote the blueprint on how to be a spectacular human the yeah, guy yeah. took time with a seemingly endless line took time with a schlub like me I, I, you know, get a little sketch I got for you or something. And the, the, the time he took, the kindness this guy showed in talking about how he crafted the S, how he liked this version and that version. Oh my gosh. Um, the way he spoke to me, like he was happy to meet me, was so far beyond yeah. what the expectation could possibly be. The, the, you, you know what it is, Charlie? If I could royalty. just jump in. Like family, if, I could, please. if I could just jump in. And, and you raise, right away, you raise, I think, probably the most important point. Because we could sit here and we can talk about all his comic book credentials. Uh, and we will, without question. <laughs> because that's a that's a laundry list that, that bears reading out loud. Because I think the, even the people that are in the know don't even realize how impressive his resume is. Uh, it's a lot of times it's not until after the fact that yeah. sometimes you you get fully educated, especially when you thought you knew. Um, but but you 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 raise the most important part, as far as I'm concerned, is that this was just above and beyond being like a class gentleman, uh, above and being like a, a you know, um, being available to his fan base because somebody wanted to come in and kind of like yuck your yum about the reasons why a person would do x y or z they they probably could even with a person as saintly as uh, george perez but the fact of the matter is he did what he did away from the page because he was so in love with what he was doing on the page when you looked at george perez you saw a guy who could not be happier with who he was. You saw it in the expression on his face. You damn saw it in the shirt on his shoulders because he's a cat who's like, I'm going to wear the loudest, <laughs> most most diesel fucking shirt that my wife can whip up for me. The louder the print, the better. Um, he's become like, you know, uh, like a loud uh, superhero version of a Hawaiian shirt has become almost like his... His trading card. Yeah. Uh, and the, the fact is that you were looking at a guy who was doing what he was put on this planet to do. This cat, his parents came from Puerto Rico. 
He was raised in the Bronx. Um, and, and you want to talk about, you want to talk about the, the resume. We'll get to that too. But the bottom line is this. Once he was exposed to that superhero four color funny book world, he knew this is what I'm going to do. So he did it at the top of his game. He didn't let anybody shake up the way that he went about his business. He was one of the very, if not the best in the game. And, um, you know, he's that that's the reason those that plethora of reasons are why he's going to be missed, man. Like he, he's already left a gaping chasm in the in the industry. Um, and, and, you know, fuck, I'm, I'm going to miss him a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's just the the comfort that I get in these moments is it's it's a reminder of who you can choose to be right yeah. like not all of us get to do what we do all the time not all of us get to do what we love sometimes ever right like the battle sometimes to it's get a very small one percent of your life you know mm -hmm. let alone to to leave this wake of not only matt again Paul over on YouTube, drop it. The Avengers, Teen Titans. Put up on screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, we got the Infinity Gauntlet. That alone, he could have been a dick, and that work would have been like, well, at least he left. Yeah. There's it plenty of It would have spoken for him. <laughs> there is so many creators, writers and otherwise, that are that are bags of crap that made <laughs> some great shit, right? Looking at you, Harry Potter. Bag of shit may have, but when you get both, and when the I didn't even know you... Harry Potter drew comic books. Holy that's shit, that's true. The wake magic stick, the wake you can leave behind you. That's like, well, the how did someone make you feel? Not only yeah. through their work, but through their presence. Yeah, is it's it's witchcraft. Or it's like, how magic. many people are so great at what they do? and are also great people while they are doing it. It's such a rare combination. Like if he was a superhero, he would be a Mary Sue. You're like, all right, I get it, fine. You've got Lex Luthor's haircut, but also you're amazing uh, artist and you're nice. Come, come on, dude, get out of here. Somebody get some kryptonite because this is some bullshit. But um, you know, the fact is you can often tell also who a person was uh, according to his contemporaries and the people who has inspired so like uh, the current greats the jim lee's uh the brian michael bendis's the dan Dur jurgens of the world like these guys they worship at the altar and and for good damn reason so we we teased it a little bit um and i don't want the point lost look this is a cat who started um uh he passed away he was 67 years old far far too young i think we all know that he had plenty of adventures stories still in his pen which we'll never get i mean we won't get until um uh, until we we join him in the, in the the big hereafter but the bottom line is this like the industry had had gone through so many changes while he was doing it at the top of the game and um the the inclination like the 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 temptation would have been so right there to say, all right, let me draw more steroidy type <laughs> giant guns, big shoulders. Let me over-sexualize every female character, regardless of age or the appropriateness of character. Uh, he, he damn didn't do that. He started off drawing um, 
classically. Like he drew superheroes the way in my mind um, yeah. I would think if this person was out there doing the things that they did, this is what that person would look like. He he drew superheroes as if you were leafing through an illustrated medical book, which I appreciated more than most because I emulate that particular style. Uh, but on the same token, like he also had a, had stories to tell. He wasn't just an artist; he was a a writer as well and a creator. So he invented. I know Charlie. Charlie can't get enough of Dick Grayson. He can't get enough of the boy Wonder. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll just really quickly let's start there, Charlie. What did it mean to you to see the boy? in essence become a man like it happened literally in teen titans where yeah. fucking dick was like you know what here's my tiny little mask here's my green panties it's time for for big boy to grow big boys grows up <laughs> get me the biggest collar you can find uh there was there was something so that same joy that i described being around him that 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 beautiful fact Personal. that i got to be in his presence yeah. you felt that on every page specifically when i think of george perez i think of teen titans that the way he crafted that story and you alluded to it just a second ago when you said like the characters looked those outfits made as much sense as they could you were never going to see wonder girl half butt naked you were never going to see any of the teen titans and i tried be anything so did dick uh that's why i love the character so much you never saw these characters feel the need to step completely out there was never a twirling mustache moment that wasn't justified the heartbreak he wrote about informed the way i was able to approach my very not superhero life the 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 storytelling he did everything great about the character dick grayson was either created by him or told the best by he, him seeing George that character Perez evolve was like puberty to dick my god that like is a he, perfect way of he, wording he, it. he he made a man out of him and i do not mean that biblically i mean that artistically um one of the other things that popped up uh when i was refreshing my own memory because you don't want to leave anything off the table especially of when course. you're talking about a great a great of all time great um the like we are currently in this era of superheroes being the biggest storytelling uh, options that Hollywood has, right? So superheroes have clearly been and now are getting the recognition of this is American mythology. A billion this percent. Is North American, United States of American mythology. This is our version of Hercules. This is our version of non blonde thor but redheaded thor like you know this is what we got so yeah. he he always treated it that way and um it's very interesting also so like we have all these huge flicks dude george perez in the days <coughs> excuse me of like overly plain illustration and fucking dots way out of the line it, all the way into the into the days of the giant shoulder pads and po thousand pockets uh you know and and all the way back around again because everything is cyclical he drew comic books like they were hollywood blockbusters before they were hollywood yeah. blockbusters i mean there are literal uh, uh screen screen page grabs of his work which have translated into 
big screen footage. I mean, Thanos, cousin Paul mentioned it just prior. Thanos holding up that Infinity Gauntlet with all the heroes around him. That's a straight up moment from like one of the biggest flicks of all time. So you have to pay homage to the person who told that story first and arguably maybe even told it best. Because when you walk away from a multi-million dollar flick that has made hundreds of million dollars more, and you say, "Ah, I wish this or I wish that, George Perez is the reason why you came up a little short, Hollywood. That's the truth. You know, and I, I, I don't want to harp on this too long because it's a it's a topic for a different day and yeah. for a, a, a sadder moment. And I, I I really do appreciate that you're taking the, the journey of celebration with me. But yeah. it's like, how the fuck did this guy not get more money than he would ever need? Because oh. without him, Disney, I'm sorry, bro. Like, you don't get the Avengers to mean as much to us without George Perez. And I know for uh. a fact. I'm he didn't sorry. get all the money he deserved. DC is just as guilty because a, a as billion much, percent as much latitude as DC has gotten for their not handling that material properly, the DC material properly, is because of this level of expectation that George Perez has created. You mentioned it before, and I, I do want to go back to that. So Wonder Woman, before George got his opportunity, uh, was was kind of like a fucking punchline. Yeah, right? that that's the truth of the matter. She was certainly I mean, wasn't was, part of the fucking Trinity. She was created as like a bondage, S and M kind of like a wink and a smile to the tired working man that bought a a, a dime comic for his kids. Like, eh, here's a little something. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, you know, when you didn't have as many options, sure I can. No, no, it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. So George Perez came along, and he he's the one that added these Greek mythological elements to the character. He's the one that elevated her, her her power, uh, her, her power uh, scheme, uh, elevated her importance in the overall DC extended universe on paper. Um, he's the one that added all these amazing elements, and he did so without over-sexualizing her. He did so without minimizing her opinion. He made her the baddest. If you're going to throw down, if you're going to put any any cat in capes in, in a ring in Vegas, your money's going to go on Wonder Woman. Diana is going to get the big bucks uh, put on her, especially now since gaming is legal everywhere. Um, I mean, that was George Perez. And, and only because I know we're up against the clock. I mean, he has done so, so much. Again, we mentioned he made a man of Robin. He made uh, a goddess of Wonder Woman. Everything, though, he did over at Marvel, all the Infinity Gauntlet stuff, but also as well as as a cat that had a foot. He was like a guy who played for the Mets and the Yankees. <laughs> He, he he did just as much at DC as he did over at Marvel. The fucking JLA Avengers crossover. People oh. have, adults have like daydreams. They salivate over the idea of maybe one day having that up on the big screen. Never mind Secret Might War. Might be the last Never mountain. mind. Look, I mean, the, the, the well, if companies keep emerging the way that they do, it, it's more inevitable than anything. Touché. But, um, I mean, this is a guy who had magic in his hands. Absolute fucking magic. And I mentioned it before. I'm going to throw it right back to you. You know, as a, a guy from Puerto Rican parents raised in the Bronx, who else but George Perez to come up with the first Puerto Rican superhero? 
Now, White Tiger, I'm sorry, Bad Bunny, if you're listening, <laughs> White Tiger needed to be the movie that was made. Not some corny ass, one and done, one hit wonder character in a fucking Spider-Man throwaway comic. White Tiger. I don't. I White don't. Tiger, I said. <laughs> Now, now that everyone's deaf, uh, truly, truly a legend. Uh, pour one out for for one of the greatest to ever do it. Often Im imitated, never to be duplicated. And I've uh, really tried. Anyone who thinks that George Perez doesn't firmly belong on that Mount Rushmore, frankly, You're crazy. grab your C-3PO doll because that cat <laughs> is a liar. liar. Just like one george toy george boy lucas but lucas. even even george wouldn't have the audacity to deny that put it up han shot first han shot first this one's for you george i salute you'll be missed rest well sir cheers good journey this is empty because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh you know i'll take a nice little bloody cup of water you drink back that bloody water and you think about it <laughs> delicious john word we just talked about one of the greatest of all time, and I will. Yeah, we could have this this whole episode could have oh, been we about I, I him five hours, and, and Neil Adams could have had just as much of a uh, of a damn soliloquy last week. So what I think we're gonna do is I I, I would like to uh, in the spare time that I don't have, I'm gonna put together a combined Neil Adams George Perez post, and we're just gonna line up those resumes, maybe show Love off it. some of their art. Uh, just for anybody who's chiming in who's not quite as familiar, but naturally, due to our, our dulcet tones, uh, are desperate now to be in a no, we'll, we'll put out some of those highlights for you so you can you can wax poetic and, and uh, have something to talk about the water, the water cooler at work. In the age of being able to download comic books for like a shiny nickel when they're so often on sale, we're, we're going to hook you up with the, with the must-reads. You're going to be able to find that anywhere on our social media all of our social media over at us comics hq another thing i would love to have a conversation about with anyone i would love to let's put all the the ladies in combat together i think wonder woman would take down any comic book heroine and most uh if not all the fellas as well but i would love to hear your opinion on that i also want to hear what your favorite george perez thing was but speaking about things that are going to live shirts. in my head uh, and the shirts uh, talking about things that are going to live in my head rent-free for years to come. Uh, we have got to talk about Moon Knight. I'm putting up for a second. Spoiler warning. I'll show it to heavy, you again. Spoiler heavy warning. spoiler warning. Because at this spoiler point, you warning. have no excuse anymore. We gave you enough breathing room. Uh, so we, we are going to talk about it. John... Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight. Uh, Literally, <laughs> Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight. <laughs> Who's the greatest superhero of time? Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon um, Knight. Who are your top three favorite superheroes? <laughs> mm. John, uh, we always start here. I think it's pointless at this point, but let me see that thumb. What are you doing? Where are Come we going? Oh man. Let's go, dude. Let's go, dude. Uh, like, and this was this thumb had been in place for weeks at this point. It's it's I, it's, a, uh, it's a non starter. The I, I think one thing that I, I will happily go toe to toe with anyone 
I think Moon Knight had the best episode one of all the Disney Plus series is, is so far. Okay. Um, very compelling, hooked me right away. Uh, we have another show ultimately uh, to deal with with grief. Uh, my all of my favorite characters are are just beaten and damaged and glorious. You so just the emoist little boy sitting there surrounded by toys. Unbelievable. Uh, you're 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 not kidding. But for what me, was that Robin sh- Williams movie where he was like worked in a toy factory, but he's still like meh. What the hell was to- it? Toys? Was, I think it was called. Was I think it, called it was legit toys? called Toys. Possible. Yeah. Possible. Um, one thing I absolutely, absolutely think is is a must mention over on Twitch. I think they're hitting the nail on the head in the comment section. Oscar Isaac put on a fucking performance. Clinic, not once, bro. not twice. Clinic. Uh, I would argue there's like five or six sides to this cat. He showed off. John, where does this stack up for you in the Disney Plus series? Now, I could absolutely be a victim of new, like the newness of it might be throwing me off. As far as the Marvel shows go, I have a new king, and he has three sides of a coin because Moon Knight, uh, it, it, it knocked over the former front runner, which for me was Loki, was sitting comfortably in that number one spot. Um, but I really, I've loved all the Marvel series so far. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, probably the weakest, and I still really, really loved it. We got a little dance in action from uh, Zemo. That's going to win me every time. WandaVision, brilliant storytelling. Uh, didn't totally stick the landing at first. We'll talk about that in about 20 minutes. Um, I was really, really in love with this. Where does this fall? Is it, is it nearing the top? Do you need a second viewing to really decide? What are you I, feeling? I'm gonna take a little bit of a deep dive right now. Um, I realize, depending on where people fall on the calendar page, some people are gonna be with me. Some people won't be with me because of just taste. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and reference a specific episode of Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, also known as the prequel to. Um, to uh, the Larry David show. Uh, there is a particular episode where Jerry and Elaine hook up again. You know, they're famously exes uh, and they became friends, which is like probably the most fantastical part about that show. Um, something happens. They're watching the Naked Channel and they decide, hey, you know, what would be fun? Yeah, maybe we could do that again. And they end up under the covers uh, doing the horizontal mambo. Uh, afterwards, he's sitting in the diner, which almost always is the case, uh, with his boy, George. In this case, Charlie, you will be playing the role of George Costanza, which if we were to make the musical, I kind of, that, that's probably how it would go. It adds up. Um, and Jerry tells him, yeah, I slept with Elaine last night. And, uh, George, in this case, Charlie's like, all right, baby, details, details. And Jerry says very straight-faced, very serious, but also realizing the weight of his commentary, he says something to the effect of, eh, I might be done with details. And that's kind of where I am at. There is now so much content out there in both long-term, uh, long-form and short 
form of versions that for me to sit here and say, oh, well, I like this more than this, but less than that would be a fool's errand. All I'm going to say is two things. I'm going to say that officially, unless something should change, like my name was Scarlet Witch and I was wearing a mountain as a hat, but we'll get to that later. All I'll say is for now, I'm done ranking, bro. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm tired is of this ranking? Is this Just code done for this. your old brain? Can't remember all the shit you've enjoyed. There's is no this just code. really a secret cop out. Listen, Steve. There's no code necessary for me to say I'm old and I can't remember shit. I'll tell you straight up, I'm old and I can't remember shit. But I could write stuff down. But no, sincerely, I am. No, I'm I love. I, I, I like I'm it. I'm done personally. I'm not saying yeah. that people should. I'm gonna rank shit for us. Knock yourself out. But I will say this. Easily one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Marvel thing. A hundred percent. Now, whether I movie, think series, commercial, whatever the fuck, I loved it. I loved it for a multitude of different reasons. Not the least of which that Oscar Isaac is clearly going to be playing yours truly in the movie of my life. Um, I don't know, maybe if you want the Jason Alexander to step in and don a nice wig and beard, play you for that, that's to you. Perfect. Uh, but in as much as people told me, you know what, John, you really look like the guy from Dune for weeks on end, uh, I can now say to Oscar, like, hey, you know who you really look like? This guy, here's the script. If you just uh, draw your eyebrows a little bit, I love it. Barely, barely. So but I love it, dude. I love this so much. Now, were you so I I'm always informed by whatever my favorite version of something is becomes like inexcusable that I so aggressively am like now this is the 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 fucking vibe. This is the only one that matters. So Moon Knight comes from Werewolf by Night. I don't give a fuck about Werewolf by Night, even uh, though you how- can download it for free. And you should. It's like a fun book. What I mean is the Moon Knight character free. came Free. I said free. Just do it. The Moon Knight character came into his own uh, with this question mark. My favorite run of Moon Knight ends with him at the end straightening his tie, going like, I'm not that sure that any of this shit's real, and that's good enough for me. Some people... And it's becoming a very, very common thing with Marvel uh, cinematically and big and small screen. People are, are kind of now like, yo, where's the action at? This is based on four color funny books. I want to see more Moon Knight in my Moon Knight. Cousin, less cousin of this Paul psycho, just said it a few seconds ago, yeah. Less of this psychobabble bullshit. Now, for me, you called me out on it. What's my favorite superhero a live action thing of all time? It's the crow. Do I like to sit when it's raining in a dark room and just co- convalesce about my 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 inner thoughts and, and poems? To shit? Yes, but the 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 best shit for me in this world, the stuff that fuels my fire and gives me the fucking strength to go on and to keep fucking trying is shit like this were you at the end of it especially in that last 44 minute episode when they're like you're about to see some shit a flash 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 you missed it um were you disappointed at all 
in the lack of action because they cut away from it a decent amount. You too, Joker, bro. Thanks for dropping in, kid. Um, uh, Joker's headed out, Charlie. Get out of um, here, Joker. <laughs> we're talking Marvel, you DC some bitch. He can watch it on the replay. It's fine. Um, but um, you know what? No, absolutely not. And it's interesting, too, because the specific method in which they did it in the first episode, they did it once or twice here or there, and they did it um, famously or infamously, depending on your specific reaction, um, you know, to, to greatest effect in that final episode. Uh, no, I didn't do it. And it's funny because when it happens in books specifically, novels and shit like that, I, uh, it drives me crazy. It fucking drives me crazy. I'm like, you lazy son of a bitch. Sit here and come up. Get back to the chapter. This is not like live theater. You can go backwards. And, and um, in this situation, I didn't mind at all because it was woven into the narrative. Motherfucker lost time. That was part of his character development. I don't want us to go too far off center, Charlie. Of course. Before, before we make mention of like, look, so... so uh, Marvel in particular, but DC too, also as the two bigs to a lesser extent, um, they're really making it a point to reference certain issues isn't the right word, maladies isn't the right word, realities is probably the best word, which is so funny because we're talking about spandex wearing gods and monsters and, and oh, what have you. I call it but, George Perez syndrome. He yeah. add, you add depth and yeah. then that takes over. Like if he's writing, it's like you can make it from the Bronx all the way to Midtown in 15 minutes. Unrealistic, dude. You, you have a, a guy with six arms. Like this is a story about a guy with six arms, man. What are you talking about? But, uh, but I digress. The fact that this show not only had a character with multiple personalities. It's a dissociative uh, personality disorder. I forget Correct. the exact. Uh, uh, the exact terminology, but they explained it and they didn't just explain it. And like he was bitten by a, a spider that had multiple personalities. Uh, he was dropped in a vat of chemicals that uh, was designed to cure. Mul no, no, no. Like it's they went to chemical. the point. They specifically showed how this cat mentally, the journey that this cat was on mentally, and they dressed it up in that candy coating that made the medicine go down so good because we we got it right we walked yeah. away saying shit i got it now cousin paul might might be speaking for the majority and say hey you know what i wish he he whooped a bit more ass but i'm sitting here saying first of all i'm in love with a hippopotamus i am not afraid embarrassed to admit it i love that big marshmallow toothpaste oh and i've been Her saying ears a, a little Delicious. wiggle oh so i have I have thrown morning sales meetings dropping did you know factos and one of them probably the biggest one that got like a reaction was hippopotamuses are not amongst but the most killingest of humankind animals in all of Africa who is well known maybe only being challenged by Australia who's like just off the butt for having People killing animals and insects and fucking everything you love. The hippopotamus is number one. When I saw that hippo standing there, ooh boy, 
I knew we were gonna get some good good. I love me some hippos. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, back to the original point. The fact that they addressed this issue, the multiple personalities, the fact that they explained legitimately how that shit can happen, it gives people far more material, more bullets in their holster when they go out into the real world and you're not dealing with giant crocodile-headed monsters or bird fucking skulls floating around. But you're like, hey, this person has a particular issue. Uh, you know what? I get it. I yeah, get it. Cool, that, cool, cool. You're like Moon Knight. You Are you a superhero? Hey, Moon Knight, you want pizza? No? All right, I'll see you when I get back. Like, that's how, that's how normalcy happens yeah. By, yeah. by way over-the-top storytelling. But... Uh, I'll I'll give you back the the steering wheel. Yeah, For me, I mean, that was probably the most effective thing because you know I've been down since Moon with Moon Knight since day one. You're uh, an OG. I was, could Moon Knight could supporter. not have been happier. Could not be happy with the series. I the 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 beautiful part about the series for me was they like took their time explaining some shit. Like like I feel like I could skip a 101 class on disassoci disassociative personality disorder but then they're like yo man now you see blood out his shoes though and some people hated the fact that the show left so much room i i would argue that the show did not leave a lot of room for interpretation but that's because i'm like an egotistic not, fuck face not for interpretation but rather for like leaving it wasn't a completely satisfactory like I will step away from the table. I've had the entire meal. And then you look over your shoulder like, oh, fuck, there's corn on the table. I missed the corn, son of a bitch. So by design, the show holds back a little corn because they're not done with us. I know one of the big talking points afterwards was, is there going to be a season two? Is there going to be a season two? And at this point, that's like asking... That's like asking a fucking star baseball player if the referees calls made a difference in the game motherfucker they can't say yes there's definitely gonna be or no there's definitely not gonna be like these are professionals these are people have contracts these people have schedules to keep what a dumb dumb question you have 10 seconds to jump into the star of a hit fucking series ah, is it gonna be a season two maybe fucking ask some important shit like what do hippopotamuses eat in the real world was that particular hippopotamus uh did a, or did she audition like that or uh were you looking for a different egyptian goddess maybe uh is she available do you happen to know if she's in an involved relationship does she like puerto rican guys with heavy heavy salt and pepper beards these are the things that people want to know charlie I, I think that I you know you're not gonna get me to argue with you a lot because the Ever. fact that no one asked who Conchu's Taylor was pissed me off. Motherfucker busted out superhero garb. He busted Ooh. out one of the nicest white suits. A suit so nice. He said, "You guys don't want to. I'm aware of the suit. I'm aware of the suit." And I'm he going to spoke take, like a mug. Bro, the fact that he took out his number one enemy, be like, "We're gonna get. I'll get you a car." gonna say specter on it i'm gonna put on my nicest whitest suit and we're gonna Oof. give this fucker some hope oh you guys are getting out oh did what you think the, we did the king kong godzilla fight the thriller oh uh, north of manila up in I egypt like it. the the show i gave am... us so much cousin paul i have to vehemently argue with you there this show was action-packed granted not from bell to bell there was a lot of um 
There was a lot of setup involved, but also as well as, and this is something that I do not want to leave off the table, Charlie, if I may. You may. Um, there were two things happening with this show. A number one, most people not named John and Charlie did not fucking know who the hell Moon Knight was. Yeah. Like Moon Knight, who that? Is that like an albino Batman? What's going on? Two, the fact that this story, while existing within the boundaries of the extended MCU, did not, was not affected by or did not affect said MCU. This was like um, analogy uh, number two, I think. Uh, this was like your fast food bag, and in your order of onion rings, there is a single French fry. You're like, huh? That was unexpected, but fuck, I like those too. No, 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 no. This was the French fry in the MCU of onion rings, uh, I... and I found that to be so fucking charming and so well done. When you think about how difficult that is to navigate, shit. They did such I, a beautiful job, man. It was self-contained. I love two things that really just tickled me to no end is if this show was 10% cornier or if the pandemic was 10% less affecting the world, <laughs> I would have just loved a post credit scene of any Marvel heavyweight when the fucking moon was, like, rewinding, just being like, da, fuck, like, there had to, like, the two things that I thought on my second viewing, I've watched the series twice yet, uh, twice so far, working on number three now. Uh, what I fucking loved was, like, some of the unanswered questions. We know for a fact that Kanchu can make himself seen or choose to not be seen by regular J-Brones like us. Hmm. So when they were kung fu fighting giant-sized against, like, I was waiting for the Megazord and Voltron to show up. Uh, did people see that? Or is it only, like, the dust kicking up? Because both seem goddamn awesome to me. Also, if you're in the Marvel Universe at this time, and two giant gods start brawling, are you just like, fucking Tuesdays, man. I can't catch a break on my work week. I'm just trying to get home. Like, oh, there is the commute tomorrow is going to be a disaster. <laughs> Damn you, Kanchu! There's just something. And for me, though, no moment on that show was cornier or more glorious to me than that little Egyptian girl looking up at, at, at the, the Scarlet Scarab, I believe is her name in the comics, but I could be mistaken. No, Scarlet going, Scarab, that's right. Except it's not a her in the comics. Yeah. When she, when when that little girl looks up at this badass femme fatale with blade wings and goes, are you an Egyptian superhero? And there's a little beat in this fucking magnificent performance. Everyone brought their A-game to this shit. Yes. There's this beat, and, it, and it's just like, a character that didn't want to be a hero, could have made deals with gods left, right, and center, right. kind of does it to save the day, takes a moment and is like, I am. I am. Oh, I literally shook my little baby boy who's now two. I shook my puppy. And I was like, look, look at that. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. 
But uh, but he was there with me. I love that sort of corny in a Marvel experience. It's a comic is almost book something moment. I need. It Those is are beautiful. Comic book moments when they occur in cinema or short or, or small screen outside of those the comic book realm then you're like ah come on get out of here like you're, if you're fucking the movie's about like custer getting his ass whooped rightfully so and he's like yes I... no boo boo but when it happens in a four color funny book flick or show that's where it belongs man now you and i subscribe to very different mentalities about this because i i i understand why some people didn't love it as much as me i understand why some people didn't like it those people I happen to know in my heart of hearts are wrong, dumb, and I hate them. Uh, with that being said, my dear brother, what was? do you have a favorite moment? Was it just the whole fucking thing? Is it the fact that 10 years later, uh, Iron Man comes out? I did not think... Uh, uh, I, I did not think from 2008 to now we'd be in a world where I'm like, I hope Moon Knight shows up again. Like, I, I, I'm blown away. So did you have a favorite moment, a favorite character, a favorite aspect, a favorite shot when you walked away from Moon Knight looking at it in hindsight? What's your big thing that you're like, ooh, this is what made it extra scrumptious? Or was it just the whole fucking meal? Yeah, I mean, the short answer is, yeah, it was an amazing meal, like to the point where you insist people you know go to that restaurant. Like, I don't even care what you order. Go to this restaurant. It's called Marvel. It's in Midtown, surprisingly. Uh, but it's not on 7th because that's where monsters go. It's more like between 8th and 9th, a little bit off the beaten path. Um, but uh, the, the, the long-form answer to that actually was one of those things where, as conceited as I am, I am very rarely surprised uh, at myself when you're like, huh, John, as shocking as this is going to be to say to yourself, not because you're talking to yourself, just because of the actual subject matter, you might have been mistaken. Uh, and I don't truly know. I couldn't honestly sit here and tell you the reason why I felt this way. But going into the series, I was not in any stretch of the imagination an Ethan Hawke fan. Oh, you really? Would never, you would never say, you would never describe that of me. I was rooting against him actively in training day like that that's that's where i was in the ethan hawk fandom um i walked away from this series being like this motherfucker knows what's up i thought his performance as the villain uh more correctly as a former avatar himself no not the fucking blue uh the the blue um uh indians that that the, fucking the, the, uh cameron is telling stories about with tails let's talk about way of the water six months from now good lord um no no i'm i'm talking about um i'm i was legitimately fucking surprised dude i was really surprised like this cat won me over with his performance of the bad guy his... i thought he was uh and also like the dual layer like his again, spoilers Mike. abound. His doctor portrayal, his cult uh, leader portrayal, his zealot portrayal. He did so much in such a relatively short window of time. Look at his screen time compared to Oscar Isaac's, who we've all acknowledged was nah, was perfect, great. Look at that beard, uh, not in this show, but in, in real life. Um, Ethan Hawke as as the foil 
bro, he he absolutely killed it. So I loved all of it, but probably the one thing that I was surprised about, two things, A, how much I dug a hippopotamus, and B, how much I thought uh, Ethan Hawke absolutely killed it and totally made me made me uh, um, question myself. Maybe it's the first I, time ever. I got to tell you, I'm really, really surprised by that answer, mainly because you're currently doing a Jake Lockley cosplay with that fucking hat. Is it good to know that you can never wear a hat you've been wearing for 25 years? Clearly. Because you, you are going to go to a con, and people are going to be like, hey, Jake Lockley! I'm like, first of all, it's July. This is not a comic book thing. This is a, a medical appliances convention. So, no, I am not actually doing... I take it Yeah, give it... I'll sign. Fine, I'll sign. I'll take a picture. I also love that they're going to be like, Jesus, man, you did such a good job with your makeup. You look just like Oscar Isaac. Like, you now... You're fucked. Now you are an Oscar Isaac cosplayer, bro. We're about to get paid. I'm going to staple my ears to the fucking top of my head just so I, I hope, can really get that extra level. I hope uh, Disney sees this utter love fest that we have for the show and they're like we need a new stuntman for moon knight season two john rivera's crotch the performance of a lifetime in spider-man amazing spider-man 2 and now finally john's punham will be just slightly out of focus so or just the like, crotch fine. Oh, just, <laughs> fine oh my god Whatever. jake lockley's donger Played by John Rivera's donger. Uh, I mean, frankly, I the beard is, is... You know what? I'm saying? Let's change the subject. Change the subject. The only thing better than Moon Knight Season 1 is going to be your second viewing of Moon Knight Season 1 when I tell you that this is a fucking plate of nachos. Shit I picked up that led towards the end. New fan theories. My theory is that his dumb feet were bleeding the whole fucking time, and we just only ever saw what our fractured-ass mind protagonist saw, which Think is about why the cameras. we're not... It's just the fucking, if you watch some of the, the amount of times that he was in a three-way reflection that I, on first view, that's right, he just fucked both of his personalities. There are times where I could have sworn it was him in a reflection, and there's a secret third reflection, because Jake always watching, Jake always ready to save everybody's ass. What a pervert. Also, this might be the official, don't even bother to try to do it again. I personally hate in a movie or a TV show when a character kills a 100,000 people and then gets the big bad at the end and has a change of heart. I fucking think it's so corny. The fact that Moon Knight shot that shot and then was like, and then there's Jake. Bop, 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 bop. It was Jake all along. I high-fived myself. I shook my dog awake, and I was like, how great is this Jameson? And he went, I'm a dog. Jameson's like, leave me alone. I don't let a puppy sleep. One of the best things uh, of the fucking year, no doubt. Homeboy deserves nominations for best uh, lead actor and supporting actor and should win at least one of them. Uh, Fucking love, love, loved it. But... I need to hear what you guys think. Cousin Paul want a little bit more Moon Knight action. Cousin Paul, baby, I have a suspicion that in that uh, that that uh, Disney Plus special that's coming out, uh, Werewolf uh, by Night, I'm positive we're going to see uh, Moon Knight show up. So hopefully you'll get to see him whoop some ass, throwing batons like he's fucking Matt Murdock. 
John, we're what? a delicious brother. We get to mm -hmm. babble every week, normally Wednesday, right here on live Wednesdays uh, over on Twitch, over on YouTube, over on Facebook. U.S. Comics HQ is where you can find us every Wednesday. We deliver the audio version of this episode absolutely fucking free. It just shows up. It becomes Wednesday. Guess what's waiting for you? Beautiful, beautiful audio. If you just can't handle the straight sex appeal of my dear brother, the one and only Dr. John himself. But this show would be absolutely impossible without our sponsors. I say it every week, but it bears repeating. The one difference between our show and every other show, we don't take on sponsors that we don't actually like believe in or love. And rumor has it that we might even have an extra one. John, Bitch, let's how pay many some spoilers bills. You're going to drop unbelievable. I gave the bottom the line. Charlie is a spoiler dropper, but he's not the only dropper in the house because Sergeant Finesse always asks first because he's a real gentleman. Where are we dropping? with sergeant finesse you can find him gaming on both twitch and facebook multiple streams every day outstanding video game content supporter games co-streams giveaways contests don't be a sucker check him out today however but also as well as if you need a pick me up do yourself a favor follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com use code sgt at checkout if you're looking for some fresh new merch, mm, go over to geeksunleash.com. Use code S-A-R-G-E. That's right, Sarge, if you nasty. When Sarge is on deck, you salute. GG, son. Mm -mm, so good. You have huh? your visual entertainment covered i'm so glad you're out of focus now but one band that's always in focus is one of my favorite of all time and they are of course the one and only bad mary band you can find them on all social media over at bad mary band you can hear their entire discography on every single music streaming device itunes spotify whatever you got they're on it you can throw them a couple shekels over on patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. My favorite aspect, though, the weather's getting nicer. It's beautiful out today. They are starting to tour all over the place. You can follow their social media for the next tour date, for the next music drop, for the next video drop, for the next live stream, for all things music and entertainment. You can turn to our friends over at Bad Mary. Oh, it's 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 damn true. Charlie is right. Uh, and I do have to look. They say once you start down the road of bad habits, forever will it dominate your destiny. Uh, some little Muppet said that shit to me one time, and I was like, shut the fuck up, you big idiot bitch. Uh, and then I was stuck on a desert uh, sand planet for decades. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so uh, I, I had mentioned a prior mistake, my Ethan Hawke uh, neglect, as it were. <laughs> um, but that was not surprisingly to everyone involved, not my only mistake. What? Uh, several weeks back, I had mentioned how I was coming off of a visit up to Boston or Boston for PAX East. I told all you good people what great fun I had, all the shit that I saw, uh, how sad I was to be back home in the, in the miasma of crap. Um, but one of the things that I forgot to mention is that amidst all the Bostonians, terrible accents, and dynamite beer, I ran into a fellow U.S. comics-ite. 
a what? creator for U.S. comics, the scribe, one might say, a creator of characters and well wishes for us here, uh, the very, very talented Jordan Hugh. I bumped right into Jordan. Uh, that's not actually Turaki. I hunted him down in reality because I saw on social media that he was indeed in the house. Uh, so I made it a point to find him. He was working, though. He wasn't there just wandering around dumb-faced like me. Uh, he was there on business. And I said, Jordan, if you're not here for U.S. comics business, what business are you here for? And he told me, boy, he told me, folks, uh, the special guest sponsor, i.e. Uh, unsolicited plug of the week, Stat... Trackers, S T A T, new word trackers, T R A C K E R S. Uh, if you're unfamiliar like me, you can go over to topdoggames.com. I'm gonna read their own breakdown because if you're not Do it. a Dungeons and Dragons uh, um, fan uh, or even like particularly well versed, uh, you might not realize what you're dealing with. It's a dynamite product which Jordan helped develop, he's done a lot of writing. For this company, and uh, now he's uh, he's these work he's putting the work in now, now so he's he can tracking reap the benefits. Stats. He's tracking stats, so track uh, stat trackers rather. All great accessories for DMs, also known as Dungeon Masters, if you watch Stranger Things. Uh, DMs of fifth edition D and D, that's Dungeons and Dragons. They make running the game easier by putting all the stats for everyone in the encounter right on the DM screen. For easy reference I saw them they are visually beautiful they also make a hell of a lot of sense even for a noob uh, to the D&D world like me uh, flipping through books or referring to notes is annoying and time-consuming less time spent hunting for what you need means more time for adventure each player character NPC and monster type in that encounter is represented by a stat tracker that hangs over the DM screen in initiate initiative order the player sees the turn order and the dm has every stat attack and ability right in front of their face the core stat tracker set comes with 317 pre-printed official 5e monsters animals and npcs plus 50 character trackers for your pcs info uh, and 50 blank monster trackers to add anything you want to for your collection everything comes in an awesome looking file box and alphabetical tabs and it's true. I saw them myself. Beautiful, beautiful product. Uh, a very, very much a helpful product. This must have been like what Philip thought when he when he's like, you know, this screwdriver would be cool. But how about if we had two screwdrivers who were basically in mid-coitus? I bet that would work really great too. This is Jordan Hughes D&D mid-coitus product. Stat trackers. Find them over on topdoggames.com. I really hope I didn't just get him fired. You know what? Just just perfect ad read, my friend. One thing that's absolutely crazy for me is just how freaking fun Dungeons & Dragons is when you have a good dungeon master. Yeah, and everything. from from what I've seen of this product, it it's like it's like fucking secret sauce for like coming across as like I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. Look how organized I am. Fucking very very rad, very very cool, but more cool shit is what I need, pumping into my veins. Uh, I'm sorry, Marvel Disney. Moon Knight's over. I watched it twice. Give me more. John, tell me Disney has more for me.
Um, Charlie, I think you might be watching one morning TV show too many because he keeps himself up at night thinking of these anchor man transitions, but we will not hold it against him. Um, Charlie was. I'm making a portal. Yeah, no, you're not. Crackle, crackle magic. (laughs) So, um, finally, finally, Doctor Strange 2. Uh, the Multiverse of Madness has dropped, and I would presume, if you are here with us now, that you have a number one liked, comment, or subscribed to the pages, checked out all our social medias, um, but that you've also seen this flick, because Charlie, hit that button, this shit is gonna be spoiler heavy. Spoiler heavy. Um, what can I say, bro? What can I say? Doctor Strange... His first flick came out, I don't know, kind of mixed reviews, I would say. Uh, I liked it just swell. I like magic. I thought, I I, I think that this fucking cat, he's like, he's a a home run hitter in everything he does. Um, I love the way they approached it. I am not a sucker for origin films per se, but I think the way that they did it was handled really, really well. Like, the only, Iron like, Man five. The only, movie. the only hiccup would have been kind of like, um, ah, fuck. What's her? What's her name? Like she was just very miscast for whatever reason. I don't know if maybe they had her. Um, yeah, she played the fucking the, the old bold. The old oh yeah, bold yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you, I... So, uh, regardless of the fact, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was handled really, really well. Fucking, you gotta love me some Wong. The more Wong, the better. It was John it was loves a, Wong. I love Dick. John was loves a, good a big movie. Wong. Yeah, why not? I fucking I fucked up though because I didn't see Doctor Strange two. I clearly sat down and I watched Evil Dead four, because this shit was glorious in its just fucking. If you didn't know that you were seeing a Sam Raimi movie before you sat down, you knew it about five seconds into the flick like sam raimi is one of those directors i know charlie wants to talk about sam so i'll I'll throw it right back to you chucky sam raimi is one of those directors that he he leaves his mark on his work bro like if if he were al hirschfeld who's famous for broadway art like he would be leaving nina's uh all over the damn place like he he leaves his mark that's it so i'll I'll throw it right back to you bro talk about sam I have been just so hypercritical of the MCU's sameness. Um, One issue when you structure a universe so well, where everything fits next to each other, you start losing um, a certain, in my opinion, you start losing some of the special. You stop seeing artists at play. It's the reason I think uh, Taika Waititi uh, coming over to Thor for Ragnarok was like such a fucking pump of uh, of adrenaline. It fired it into my fucking veins, Especially right? Especially when Thor needed that after the lackluster Thor too. And and I would argue that while certainly not a, a Thor two, I don't know if necessarily anyone was like Doctor Strange is my favorite MCU movie, let alone favorite movie. And that's where, because the old director fell out, them being able to get Sam Raimi back in play and letting him uh, 
letting him be Sam Raimi, right? Like on the other side of this, uh, some parents were like, fuck me, dude. This should have been rated R, not PG-13. And I, to that, say, fuck them, kids. You need to remember how far you can go with PG-13. How creepy, how shit your well, pants, they, scary they stretch, some of the visuals can be. They stretch the limits of PG-13 till it's like, to a, to, to, to a fraction. John, so they stretched it, then they made it into spaghetti strings, like they, someone we're going to talk about in a bit. They, um... What was I going to say? I, f- I forget. Oh, you, you, you go ahead. Go ahead. Make sorry, it. sorry. Uh, but the the only thing about this movie I fucking hated was the title. Because we had lots of madness, not too much multiverse. Uh, but I had a, I was fucking thrilled, man. What a great ride. So what, what I was going to say was that um, the thing that this movie did best, uh, especially when you're dealing with the multiverse like both the bigs are doing now, probably almost exclusively look you i walked out of that 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 theater thinking we know what's coming next like they are they are setting up fucking secret wars like they are they are they're setting it up like they are preparing us if this was a disney ride it would be telling us to to fucking buckle up knock off your flip-flops um and and get ready to get like your head thrown back because it's it's coming like that this is clearly what it was but that all being said, um, this is a movie that demands you talk about it after the flick. Because no one walked into a movie called The Multiverse of Madness, taking away the trailers and commercials, uh, saying, I, I know, I know what's coming. I fucking know what's going to come. So again, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler heavy. And uh, Cousin Paul, I'll, I'll wait a nanosecond just in case. Um, you haven't you haven't seen it. Oh, you've seen it. I'm a liar. I know you've yeah, seen we... it. Fucking Jim. Fucking Jim showing up oh. as the good Dr. Reed Richards. Look, there are a lot, a lot of pops. Let me just ask you. So so right right off the top, um we we knew we were gonna get the Illuminati. If you're in the comic book, no, you know who that consists of, or at least who you should or it should consist of. Obviously, when you're dealing with the multiverse, like, which fucking Illuminati are we talking about? Me, the classic Illuminati, would have been Reed Richards, a.k.a. Jim. Um, it would have been a, a Professor X, but it also would have included Namor, who I was fucking straight up chubbed up over. I was so hyped to get Namor, and I was like, man, I thought we said we didn't like this fucking... Bullshit! Fucking get your wingy self out Bro, of my face. Tuning um, forkhead Black Bolt. I didn't see it coming. I was fucking stoked when he was there though, because I'm like, dude, the fact but that he's Marvel, the same. He was the same actor from the from the failed show. I mean, which beyond I thought, failed, which I thought was like, all right, well, good for you. Good Inhumans for you was such a bag of shit. The fact that they gave him a costume made me happy. But the fact that, well, I mean, they did the same thing for you fucking for Smallville, so. Um, and that was just as much a failure as far as I'm concerned. But, um, this is trash. Total garbage. And I'm not, not at all looking to the animated. Who the fuck cares? But that all being said, to have that lineup not even be consistent between like, oh, here's a character that played on a show. Here's a fucking character who has never, who has been played by a thousand other people, but not this character. So, 
Uh, we did get John Krasinski, Krasinski, whatever. Krasinski. Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, as Reed Richards, which was just fucking dope. But what kind of pop did uh did Professor X get when he when he not wheeled his ass in when he hovered his ass straight up in a fucking '90s cartoon version of the of the uh, the wheelchair? Uh, how big of a pop did your theater give? Dude, the the biggest pop in my theater definitely for Professor X. Krasinski got the second uh, giant, giant pop. Uh, poor. I didn't really shit. get. He didn't really get like a pop, pop for me. It was more of like a nudge, like eh, I told you, I told you. Eh, remember, I told well, you. Worst fucking kept secret that they like. I love that they put him in a costume that's almost verbatim the the fucking costume from every piece of fan art. Well, but like, I'm like. How how many options do you do you really have for the Fantastic that's Four? That's true. Uh, so so anyone who doesn't know, cousin Paul is a huge huge, I I mean really a thing, uh fan even more. Fantastic Four He's the one. He's the one so, fan of the Fantastic Four. Nah, you're lying. Um, but I Paul, I thought of you like first. I was like, oh, Paul's gonna be so happy, and it was very hard not to talk about it with you. Uh, through text or what have you before. Uh, so I, I'm happy that you were happy to see him. But yeah, you're right. You know, we didn't get Iron Man. That was one of the rumors. Tom Cruise. Tom I felt Cruise, bad for Iron you, Man. John. I literally was like, my poor brother's going to be disappointed somehow. I mean, the Top, Top Gun is coming out in like five up. seconds. So uh, don't be too disappointed for me. But the main thing for me with Paul is Namor wasn't there. His pointy ass uh, Speedos belong there just... Leaving soggy puddles in the fancy chair. Now, um, but now that all couple... being said, hold on real quick. That all being said, the way that they were fucking dispatched, dude, did, would you say that Scarlet Witch broke bad considering that she started bad and even in her like now beloved series, she was a fucking total asshole in the series too. Just because you had fucking, uh, just because you had a purple bitch like in in hiding, uh, the whole time, the, having another bad guy in your series doesn't make you not the bad guy. I'm I'm sorry. Like this is gonna be one of those uh, hills that I die on. Scarlet, which has always been a villain, is she? Um, is she like a a a, a bit of a tearjerker villain? Do you feel bad? For this villain, absolutely. But she has still always been a card-carrying bad guy. She's not a tweener. She's a heel. She's a she's, she's a, a fucking a, heel. She's she, a selfish character. Now, one might say, "Whoa, the kids, man! You gotta put your kids. You don't have kids. You don't... Excuse me. She don't have no kids, bro. <laughs> she's got an imagination." And she has two little twin sisters that look like fucking variants of her. That's what she has. I would like to officially apologize for to all of the um, Olsons, all three of them, uh, because in the multiverse, I have done despicable things to them. If that whole dream uh, is the multiverse thing sticks. John, <sighs> I'm a fucking idiot. Because yeah. Thank you, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our episode for the day. Oh, oh yeah, more? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. 
Son of a bitch. Uh, no, I am clearly very, very dumb because I avoided all the trailers. Thank you, folks. It's... That's been an episode of U.S. Comics Cast. Charlie's very, very dumb. We'll see you next week. This is rude. This is rude. Um, I did not it's gonna see... going to work one of these days, bro. I did not see her being the villain coming. So, like, this whole mo- the movie sets up. He goes, stop it. Get back here. You will listen to every word I have to say. I, I, when she, I'm kicking back. Her being the villain uh, with her goofy, not the Flash brother, when you first meet her, um, or her being the villain. No, her uh, being the the villain for the film. uh, In her her series uh, with her ghost robot boyfriend and imaginary kids. Villain and villain. So far villain. People are like fucking, oh, I can't believe that's not her brother. I can't believe you think she's a good guy. The fake John, brother is the least of your concerns right now, kids. I, you know what I thought was going to happen in my little brain fan casting? I thought we were going to go to the multiverse. These four friends, Wong, <laughs> Steven, four. Best America, and fucking Scarlet Witch. Her name's Scarlet Witch. Not a baby face name. I thought they were going to go to the multiverse and she was going to see her kids. And be like, I'm going to fucking kill the me on this world and stay. I thought that was going to be like her being a little naughty. When she's <laughs> like, there, she's like, you know what you should do? You should just bring America here. I'll take care of her. I, perfect storytelling in my opinion. Because I, one second before Steven did that math, was like, you didn't say her name, bro. Bro, this ain't good. Dude, the way she whooped everyone the fact that they were like the dark holds fucked up and it's written about this bitch the necronomicon chapter on scarlet witch was this whole fucking dark hold her fucking up the illuminati she, and the way she did it she took it to the illuminati now i i will take this again as a creator as a wannabe charlie will tell you i am the best script puncher upper in the business that's not it's true coming um, soon yeah, Paul, we're definitely going to see the Illuminati again, 100%. Not necessarily this lineup. I, I hope not Black Bolt. Let that be but, our Black Bolt. But here, here <laughs> they were like, remember we got canceled? Uh, we're doing it again. Um, wh- what was interesting to me was the fact that, like, all he has to do is whisper. From his mouth. Bitch! Basically, he just was the announcer talking about a pitcher pitching a perfect game in the John, middle of a person so she's John, like what mouth take away that line charlie what would no, be her what but, would be her quip when she took his mouth away all he'd have to do is whisper dot period end of line she'd be like oh shit i hope he doesn't whisper. oh i'm defeated by the fucking tuning fork guy I, all he has to do is whisper with his mouth what the fuck else was he gonna whisper with Charlie? His backdoor action. <laughs> but dude. if she took that away, basically she'd be making Tusk. But no, he says all he has to do is whisper with his mouth. She's like, "All right, I've seen the metrics. Goodbye, mouth." Oh man, I, I hated that. Line. Oh, see, hated I love it. it. I love it. Terrible. It one of two things. One, this ver. Sorry, cousin Paul. This version of Reed Richards is like the Reed Richards that the comic book loves, 
which is the cuntiest Reed Richards. The Reed Richards who would be like, we're giving out nicknames. Nickname number one, Mr. Fantastic. Number two, ready for this? My Illuminati nickname, the world's smartest man. I am definitely the smartest, bro. High-fiving Namor who's off screen. Dude, he had like the business cards made up with the watermark. Yes. Like the what? ivory bone and like fucking, oh, poor American that, Psycho's like, Reed Richards, you motherfucker. That universe's uh, Tony. That's why he's dead. He died of a fucking heart aneurysm when he saw that Reed's fucking business cards were off bone white with reverse engraving. Where that, did you that get Tony those cards? Tony Stark was like, hey, Reed, why don't you come in my apartment? And then you get there, he's got a clear rancid on. He's like, huh, you know, um... You know, this album I really felt like was number one. It really re represented the top of his uh, artistic integrity. And he's got the axe, and he's like... <laughs> Unbelievable, bro. Unbelievable. The, the, the thing oh, Phil I Collins, we hardly knew thee. The other option is that that was him trying to tell that bonehead Black Bolt with his little tuning fork. He was like, all he has to do, fucking evil Wanda, is whisper. With your mouth, Black Bolt. Go on, get her. I think that was him trying to sick the dog. I read, read, read. That is a fantastic failure on your part. I, sir. I dude, I love that. Terrible. Um, the Illuminati, ultimately in the comic books, their undoing is always that they're arrogant fucks. I love Captain Carter being like, I could do this all day. Oh, fuck, I'm cutting half. I love SpaghettiOs, John like, Krasinski. Why, why did I just get so much shorter? What happened? Her jetpack was dope, though. I was like, fucking look at the Rocketeer. I will say they did my girl dirty uh, with, like, this is our Captain Marvel. We're going to give her the most boring version of the costume ever. We're going to line her up with people that are going to get applause. A wonderful actress. Could now, wasn't they she fucked was her. The, the wasn't she, the, she was the mom from Captain Marvel. The, right? the conceit would have been she took the flight <clears throat> instead of uh, our Captain Marvel. Again, Dude, all, of that, I, all of that was just swell for me. But the bottom line is this. <laughs> that Krasinski um, again, fucked I, up. No, all no, I no. have to do is stretch with my limbs. Fuck the, up spaghetti. No, honestly, with as many surprises and um, uh, heel turns and, like, crazy fucking things, there were two things that really struck me as, like, look, this is a, this movie was a success. Three things. I'm a fucking liar. I'm as, I'm as big a liar as I am handsome. Good night, everybody! Um, John's a liar! <laughs> handsome, handsome things, liar. Three things. A, we, you know we're getting Secret Wars. The next build is a build to Secret Wars. Dope. America Chavez, they handled as well as you could possibly realistically expect because as progressive as a creator as she is in the creation process, the fact that she exists in the greater MCU, um, they did take a little bit of a step back in her design. She's like very like over-sexualized in the comics, at least at first, where I'm like, yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it, but there's... You know, like, pull your shirt down, kid. Like, you're saving the world. Whereas the version that we got now is Better. almost like five five to ten years younger, maybe, um, is more believable. Look, somebody who can punch their damn way through realities, you've got a long way to get back to the, the fucking small one-way road of realistic. 
Um, this was as realistic as you could have a character like that be. The fact that now she exists and we we have more of her come, uh, you know, in the near future, I think is fucking fantastic. But singularly, singular. Oh, see, see, Paul, I, I thought that she was. Oh, very good. That I just read the whole sentence. Yes, I agree. And there are some there are some people to do a little bit of a throwback who might have had the same opinion about Moon Knight. Because they only knew Moon Knight from the visuals. Like, well, yeah. what a plain fucking <laughs> visual. White suit, one uh, costume or suit. Like, meh, I'm, 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 a, I'm not really uh, all in. Uh, Four-hour audio-only friends. Cousin Paul said, couldn't care oh, less about America Chavez until I watched the movie. The sign no of a fucking successful job movie. No doubt, no doubt. But I will say this. The singular moment that rang truest... To me, with all the craziness that's going on, was a cat who, like, by all rights, didn't belong there. Because, like, nah, though, like, you, you are... It was, for me, that same feeling when you fucking saw Red Skull. Yeah. On, like, the fucking, like, the, the, the heebie-jeebie can't get to a planet. He's like, hey, remember me? Uh, even though I'm a different voice actor, but you wouldn't know because I'm super fucking talented. Just get me off the Walking Dead script. I can do almost anything I, I want. Um, when we saw Mordo again, all fucking done. He got his head did. He's mad fucking powerful. He's the He's man like, with I'm the gonna plan. I'm going to have a fight in a hole. Until. <laughs> until this shit hits the fan and he says, look left, look right. Yo, you all remember, um, you remember my attitude from the first flick when you saw me? Feats don't fail me now. Mordo, Mordo did his best Quicksilver impersonation I have ever seen. And I have now seen multiple actors play that part or pretend to uh, play that part. Dude, I fucking, I, I, I had to help myself back from standing up and applauding. I'm like, that's Mordo. You just, that's Mordo, folks. What can you do? That's how he do. Mordo's so, gonna Mordo. So happy with that. And the fact that he's like, those are the cats that survived, bro. He, in Game of Thrones, he'd be Littlefinger up yeah. to about like the last uh, two or three episodes. Um, I was so, so pleased because look, the truth of the matter is multiverses aside, crazy uh, magicians flying all over the place, fucking reality, Scarlet Witch is doing shit in your face. At your core, you are the same damn person. It's just your circumstances that changed that moment for me was so fucking good i loved it you you know what's crazy this is a film had extensive reshoots to compress the film there's an yeah. over two hour and 20 minute cut which Charlie, disney this, you fuckheads give me this that movie could not be this I, you know what i really the, I, ha, I did have certain questions walking out of theater like Everybody did, but by design, you were supposed to walk out of that movie with like, oh, there's loose threads. Oh, there's questions unanswered. Oh, there's unclear directions. Yeah, yeah, that that's the that's the point of this fucking flick. I, but I will say this, Chucky. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, the, the the shots coming back on me a little bit. Um, when you have a flick like this. It was like 90% different than the original script that was handed to our boy Sam. He's like, yeah, I can make this. 
<laughs> but I'm not gonna. Like, they made an entirely different movie than He's what like, was originally on the page. Oh, Sam. Woo! Basically, Sam Raimi was mortal. He's like, yeah, no, I can do that. Sure. Tee-hee-hee, tee-hee. So Cousin Paul throws in again over from uh, YouTube. He's chiming in. Um, That mid-credit credit scene. Wait, boy, wait, wait. You have to rewind. The I'll, first... I'll leave it to you. The end of the film is so evil dead my butthole jumped out to watch the scene with me yeah that's and when, that's in lock because you already shit pancakes the end of the film <laughs> I, I don't want to tell you what happened in ding dang um the end of the film dr strange decides you know what i'm gonna hit the town I'm going to get laid. I'm going to get paid. I'm going to find love again because I have been freed of this fucking never-ending crybaby bullshit. I'm I'm going to find love. Life is worth living, John. That's what I learned in this movie. Life enough time, is disappointing. Another Earth may hit this one, and I may need to fucking go toe-to-toe -to -toe with another Doctor Strange, and I may not have as many cool musical notes. This fucking glorious cocksucker falls to the ground, whoa, starts, whoa, relax. starts screaming, and boop, a third evil-ass eye pops out of his head as he screams in agony. Dude, John, third eye, kid. Third eye, son. The, the sign of evil. Oh, my God. Is Doctor Strange going to be the next bad guy? Because the Darkhold fucking changes you. The first mid credit scene. A la -ta -ta, not a different outfit. 20 minutes later, Doctor Strange, between the ending scene and the mid credit scene, resolved his third eye bullshit, and bam, a badass blonde, Kalia showing up looking mm -mm, scrumptious. As, as always, dude. Cut oh, in reality. There is something Shinka, about Shinka. a chick who could love you up, look good doing it, and then dunk on you. Like this, oh, Claire. So anyone who doesn't know that mid-credit scene, we got uh, Charlize Theron showing up, just looking all good. Mm -mm -mm. Um, like a but fucking she is, she is the daughter of the the big bad from the first flick. Now I have to ask you. I this thought she was the niece question. of Dormammu. I thought she it's was something her daughter. I think it's stupider. Well, when you're, I think it's when like you're, second cousin. Let's double check. Let's double check. But my, my I'll check. You talk. This. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's all right. It was worth mentioning. It's worth checking. Um, my question was this. In this era of like impossible to keep secrets, how was it that literally nobody knew this was coming down? Nobody knew, Charlie. I think they nobody. filmed it in the multiverse. I think that wasn't our Charlize Theron. I think that was Earth 721's. Uh, Earth 721, I owe an apology to Charlize Theron. I wasn't expecting her to pull off braids in Fast and Furious 26 so well. So I apologize for that dream universe. My bad. Looking huh. delicious. So, um... If if I'm relate if if I'm related to this if I'm reading this correctly, uh, Clea is the daughter of Umar and the niece of the demonic tyrant Dormammu. 
Um, so she would be technically, uh, yeah. So I hope they change that a little because that floating face in the sky. Um, I don't it, know if that it, thing has sex organs. Have, must not have seen behind him then. Um, but but the bottom line is this: she gets down and busy with Doctor Strange. So all I can hope for my man for the work that he's putting in. Clearly, he is the new Tony Stark. For yes, this universe. it's such a great so, and he's, story. I would say that he's even more Tony Stark than Tony Stark that we got because Tony Stark's like like naughty Tony Stark we got was like um, uh, not even a ten minute supercut sitting in a fucking donut having a little drink maybe before the time because he had fucking sh- shrapnel going to his heart. I get it. Live while the living's good, right? No, no, no. We've got the true Tony Stark in this version of Doctor Strange. Arrogant like, fuck that I'm he gonna, is. Yeah, I know better. Oh, I fucked up. Guess what, everybody? Guess what, everybody? We got a problem. We've got a problem? Doc, we got a problem? Uh, it's more like you got a problem. Oh, there's reality smashing together? Cool, cool, cool. I guess we do have a problem. You mother... We're running facial super- hair having motherfucker. We're running super short on time, but I just want to very briefly mention one thing I absolutely love about Phase 4 is they're taking their time. Their, their storytelling is in less of a frantic rush to Secret War, um, which I appreciate because a big criticism of this film was like, dude, did Steven learn dick from this film? I don't think he did. I think Steven Strange is a fucking asshole. I Steven think Strange ba- is who he is. This but motherfucker has, turned back time for a teenager like an asshole. He's as great as he is. See, I have a theory about that too, which is obviously over a different time. I don't think that was even his fucking fault. I think that shit was fucking Scarlet Witch's fault. She's the one that's fucking around with realities and stuff all over town. Um, so the fact that like his magic also you uh, also as well as you have situations going on um, with uh, our our erstwhile fucking mentioned new uh, master of magics so, like that that uh, that that uh, spell probably should have worked. But there's all kinds of fucked up things going on. Maybe that's why he has to show up to her. He's like, hey, uh, the fuck was going on before? Because some crazy shit done been happening down in the city. Do you know anything about that, do you? But that being said, the last thing, as time does expire, Charlie said true. Um, <clears throat> probably, I mean, there are two things that people walked away from talking uh, regarding this movie that really struck me even more so than like, oh, I thought we were going to get this. Oh, I thought this or that was going to happen. To me, that's good storytelling. If you give people exactly what they fucking expected, this isn't Titanic. Like, you didn't know verbatim, okay, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. That's very boring to me. Yeah. I want a curveball here and there. Oh, They're talking about the storytelling that Doctor Strange wasn't a good movie. Not that I didn't That's like what happened. Hold on, let me finish. Not yes. that uh, I, I was disappointed in this character or that character, but talking about Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, as a movie, as if you were going to watch this flick and never watch any Marvel movies that came before it or never watch any Marvel movies or entities that came or that will come after it. That is a fool's 
Aaron, then this is my final thought on the subject. Charlie. These Marvel entries, be it cinematic or on the small screen, we need to stop calling them, well, on the big screen, we need to stop calling them movies. They're not, they're not movies anymore. They're not standalone. Yeah. Oh, what was better? Uh, the multiverse of madness or citizen Kane. They <laughs> could not be possibly less of the same category if they fucking tried and they are trying. It's not an accident. It's on purpose. And what I mean by this, they are not standalone flicks. They are chapters. We week we were talking about the difference between ongoing series versus graphic novels versus anthologies and so on and so forth we need to start thinking about the marvel entries as exactly that as chapters because yeah like they were joking like oh so i'm gonna have to sit down and explain to somebody fucking you know 37 marvel movies if they want to watch doctor strange too Yep, that's how this shit works, kid. Welcome to the party, pal. That's now how this works. It's just like the comics. If you hand somebody fucking Doctor Strange number 612, is a person going to look at you and say, do I have to read 611 issues before this? Yes, you do, dum-dum. It's called comic books. And if these are comic book movies, Marvel specifically, then that's what's required. They're not movies. Nobody's going to remember the intricacies of fucking uh, um, uh, Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, other than like little details like, oh shit, Sam Raimi directed this one. Oh shit, remember that's when Cleo fucking showed up at the very fucking last second and blah, 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 blah. That's the stuff you're going to remember, but these are chapters, not standalone movies. You're not going to watch this and then go watch fucking Titanic. They, they become their own category. Stop talking about them like and comparing them to a standalone two-hour movie that was always intended to be book-ended by the fucking opening and closing credits and okay see you next time when something completely different that's not what marvel movies are that's not what marvel series are by design they lean on each other they're those dominoes that fucking if one falls over the whole goddamn thing's gotta go what i will say though is that dc is different dc is not is not a collection it's not in chapters look at the batman look at joker look at like all these standalone things we still might get the uh, the batfleck fucking uh standalone movie what dc is doing now and and we talked about the direction the direction the direction with their big shakeup. i don't think they're going to try once again to duplicate the mcu i think dc is going to look at their comic book stacks and say you know what we are not issue 612 of fucking doctor strange versus issue 417 of captain america versus fucking issue uh 52 of thor and then we're gonna smash them together and have a secret wars no 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 what dc is gonna be is an anthology series on the small screen and on the big screen will you will have sometimes uh characters overlap or storylines intersect yeah, sure, but it won't be required. So, honestly, that was the thing. As the credits rolled, I said, huh. So, Marvel is just making moving comic books now, huh? That's fucking rad. 
That's it the is coolest, fucking rad. most comic book shit that I have ever fucking seen. Uh, Marvel is making comic books. DC is making graphic novels. That's that's the truth, bro. I love it. Like, and I honestly, love it. if you're sitting there and you've seen, uh, if you love George Perez and you've seen Moon Knight and you've seen Doctor Strange 2, um, come at us. Because the bottom line is this. We're not just good looking, but we're fucking smart. And we know what we're talking about. And we're right. If you think differently or you just want to sit there and say, you know what? I agree, because I also as well want to be smart and good looking and right. Jump on board, kid. There's plenty of room. <laughs> I love it. John, with yeah. that harangue behind you, you got one more step. Tell the people how we oh. end this and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. First and foremost, you got a monologue. Don't do anything without first monologuing. Granted, you give the hero the opportunity to come up from behind and snatch victory out of your hands, but don't let that happen. Mm -mm. But after that is done, you need a good soundtrack to fucking party and uh, um, appreciate your victory because Scarlet Witch will tell you the bad guys do it best. So you got to turn the power. Boop. On. You gotta turn the volume, up, and you gotta ooh tune bad Mary in. Open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save Miss Space Girl. We out.